Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. There's always the good and the hard mixed together, doesn't it? And even just hearing the stories of people here that there's death and, and loss and there's gratitude and there's breakthrough and there's life change um, and God is in the mix of all of it and he's not asleep to any of it and he's the author and he's writing a really good story and sometimes the story can, can get scary and sometimes the, sto- the story can get hard but we know how the story ends and the story ends with God getting maximum glory and for us to get some transformation in our lives where we look more and more like him. And I just want to pray as we kind of seal this, this prayer time, but also as we go into to hearing the, the word of the Lord. Jesus, we thank you, God, that you are a God that's not stoic and disconnected, but that you are alive and well and that you are engaged in the, the welfare of your people. We thank you, Jesus, that you are moving and working on hearts right now more than we even know. But you are intimately and strategically engaged in the human heart even right now. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to move about this sanctuary and move and impress upon hearts and spirits. God, I pray that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding as we open up some scriptures. I pray, God, that you would reveal the hope of our calling. Jesus, I pray that you would be incredibly kind to us right now by your grace and by your mercy. Lord, I pray that you would blow our minds with your scriptures. I pray that you would invite us in with the wooing and the romance in our hearts. Jesus, we ask you for a transformation of your bride here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I want to talk to us about these two D words, discipline and distraction, and two more D words that are the cause, that's the cause, and the effect would be death or delight. There is a distraction, and many times we can face death by distraction, and then there's other times where we get delight based upon our discipline. And so, where do we find ourselves as we align As it comes to this, as it comes to our approach to the Word of God, let me paint the scene for you. It's first thing in the morning, and I know that I need to be a good Christian. I know that I need to be a Christian who actually likes the Bible, okay? And so I'm sitting down with my Bible at the table, my notepad, my coffee, and maybe the scene looks something like this. Maybe you hope and dream, oh, isn't that perfect? And you've got mountains in the background, right, in Indiana. And here's what it looks like, and I'm going to, the sun is coming up, and here's my cup of coffee, and I'm going to be a good Christian who likes the Bible. But I don't have a ton of direction with my spiritual disciplines. And so now I'm going to open up the scriptures, and I'm going to play Russian roulette. Okay, and so we open up the scriptures, and I open it up, and I'm like, oh, oh, no, oh, 
Obadiah. Okay, um, this is boring. Okay, somebody said Revelations was cool. Let's go to Revelations. How many heads are on that angel? Oh, that's freaky. Okay, um, let's go uh, Leviticus. Leviticus. Shoot, what am I supposed to do with all the entrails? Um, you know, it's like, wow, this thing is so like over my head. This is, and then I'm distracted. And I can get kind of caught up in this Russian roulette. It's, it's trying to have discipline without direction. And so the, a directionless discipline can kind of turn into drudgery over the course of time. And let me explain this a little bit. Discipline unto discipline with no greater vision or direction gets hard and frustrating. Anybody ever had a diet plan that you were on? Number one, that, that just ticks me off, number one. <laughs> It's frustrating, it's discipline that I don't enjoy, it doesn't lead to delight, right? It's just, it's just kind of a source of pain and frustration. But when there's, when there's direction and maybe even a, a, an end goal, maybe there's, there's something that's kind of this, this uh, carrot at the end of the stick. I don't know however we, we want to try to paint that, but it's given me something to, to work toward. Maybe it's the vision of the man of God or the woman of God that we want to be in the scriptures and where I know them. And, and I'm intimately engaged in the scriptures. I'm, I'm, I'm good in prayer. And not that, I, that I'm good, but I, I just, I'm just there. And I'm engaged. And I, and I have this heart flow that's coming out of like oceans and waves and rivers and streams of life that are flowing from within the well of my spirit because I've been here before. And I'm engaged and deep cries out to deep. Are y'all kind of tracking with me? And, and, and we get to stay in places like that. And so we have some sort of a, of a focus. And so rather than punting that because it's too hard, because we don't have direction, we start to get some direction here. This book right here is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. This is an absolute classic. If there is a book that you are going to read, this is the book on spiritual disciplines. This is it. Take a picture of it. Or swipe right on Amazon right now. Okay, and get this book. This is the, the focus of how to live like a disciple. Y'all know that disciple is the root word of discipline. And so if we're going to claim to be disciples, we cannot push off spiritual disciplines. We've got to be those that are willing to engage in these sort of spiritual disciplines. In this book, he tells the story of this little boy named Kevin. Kevin is taking guitar lessons. Kevin hates guitar, but his parents signed him up for guitar lessons, and so every day he's, he's playing guitar, and it hurts, and his fingers are, they've got those chord impressions, right? And he's, he's got to strum it down, and, it, and it's frustrating, and as he looks out the window across the street at the park, he sees his buddies playing. And they've just kicked off all restraint, and they're having a good time, and they're playing, and they don't have a care in the world, and they have no responsibility other than just to kick the ball or to swing on the swing. Like, that's, that's all they've got. And he's like, I've got to, like, grind out these guitar lessons. And then his guitar teacher takes him into Carnegie Hall. And as he stands outside of Carnegie Hall, this is what Carnegie Hall looks like on the outside and it's intimidating and it's beautiful and it's huge and it's brick and it's mortar and it's wow it's breathtaking it is the stage of 
America music and entertainment. And then he takes him inside. And as he comes inside Carnegie Hall or Carnegie Hall, he's here and he looks on the stage. And there is this classical guitarist who is playing with his eyes closed, not looking at a single note or a sheet of music. And he's free and he's playing and he's, un, he's filling the room with such a, a sound that is blowing minds and it's like pulling spirits into a deeper place. And his mind is like, oh my gosh, this guy is so free up on the stage. And his teacher says, you know who that is? That's you in 20 years. You're watching yourself play on that stage. And he says, discipline brings freedom. Do you realize how disciplined that man had to be when he was 8 and 12 and 18 and 21 and 25? He didn't just waltz up there one day and all of a sudden, wow, that looks so easy. He's, he's such a natural. No, he was disciplined to grind it out. And I'll tell you this, there is so much freedom that the Lord wants to bring to your life, to your marriage, to your, to your relationship with your kids, in your job. When we are disciplined in the scriptures, all of a sudden, our eyes and our minds are enlightened. I'm free. I'm able to quote scripture and verse. I'm able to, to, to wrestle through some hard issues. Maybe I, I have a different biblical worldview and a, and a lens on which to see because I just don't take the news as it comes to me. I filter it through the word of God because my mind has been soaked and saturated and marinated in these holy scriptures. And so now, as it comes to an issue or a decision, I'm free. And my heart and my mind have been set free in the way that I can lead my spouse and my children. I live free because I live disciplined. Does that make sense? A plus B does equal C. And so if I can paint a picture for us this morning and hopefully invite and maybe entice you to be a disciple of Jesus who is disciplined in the scriptures. Something that we were challenged with this year with our men's group, Dale Carr, the great philosopher, Dale Carr, challenged our men at the beginning of 2021. And Dale said that he has never read through the Bible ever in his life and that he wants to do it this year. Dale, will you come down here and join me? It's a long walk, isn't it? And Dale said... I've never read through the Bible, but I want to do it this year. And so he kind of threw this out for the rest of the men's group. And so the rest of our men's group, we said, okay, we're not going to leave our buddy hanging here. We're all going to do it as well. And so our men's group, we jumped on this challenge. And we just asked yesterday, we had our men's group, how many of y'all read through the Bible? And we as a men's group, we're going to go out to dinner and we're going to eat like a big piece of meat and act like a man and have like some man conversation um, and that's centered on Jesus. Um, and, uh, and, and through that, there's been this challenge. Then David Wright comes back and he says, you know what, I moved here through part of the year last year and I didn't jump on the challenge, but I've already started January 1st, and I'm reading through the Bible now in a year. And Dale goes, okay, I'm just going to take that as a challenge, and David, you're not going to be left by yourself. So Dale then receives the challenge from David. He said, I'm going to read the Bible with you. And I'm like, 
well, I'm going to read the Bible with you. I like the Bible too, and I'm going to read it. And then we started kind of this swirl, and all of the men's group were like, okay, it's another challenge. It's another year. We're going to read through the Bible again in another year. Dale, thanks for challenging us, man. You've started something, and it's good. Yeah, but you guys helped me. Yeah, and we did. We helped each other. And Dale's always good at starting something, but this time he started something really, really good. And, and I want to now throw this out to our entire church. Church, here's the challenge, to read through the Bible in a year. And maybe for some of you, you have known Jesus for 50 years, for 80 years, and you've actually never read the letter that he wrote to you. And now's a good time to read it. And let's not just put it off. Dale, that was a year of our life ago that you threw out that challenge. Guys, there's going to be another year, and it's going to be another year, and I just ask you to receive the challenge and let's be a church of the Word of God. Sometimes, as I showed you earlier, and not just playing Russian roulette, but I sit down with my Bible, I got my pen, got my coffee, and I'm reading. And doesn't it just look so good? Like I got a little bouquet of flowers <laughs> sitting right there. I got, and here's the other one here. Here's the tough one, my phone. And when my phone is sitting there, I just want to like maybe look up a cool scripture and then while I'm on it, I'm like, oh, man, I just need to check in on the news real quick. And then while I'm on it, I was like, man, who played last night? Oh, man, I just want to check some sports scores just super quick. It's just going to be fast. No way. I read a headline, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like the headline guy. Oh, real quick headline. Oh, oh, and then I'm like information overload, and like spiritual ADD kicks in, and my attention is hijacked. It's like somebody hijacks the plane, and we're going in a totally different direction. When I sat down to be a disciple that's disciplined and to focus and getting into the Word, I, it has nothing to do with the Word of God. It's completely hijacked, and it's, and it's gone. And so I've got to realize I've got to push off distractions that would want to hijack that. And the phone, the Internet, is one of them. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait, what it is here? Are my kids awake already? No! Because we know that nothing is going to get done at that time. Like, what is it? Maybe for you, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, laundry. And it's like beeping and the dishes, you know, are done. And then the phone rings and then somebody swings by the house. I know that there's constantly something that is going on. And sometimes I welcome distractions that aren't even there. Please, God, let me do anything else than this. I want to do anything else than to sit with your word. Please distract me with something fairly legit so I don't feel overly bad because I just want to get out of here. Sometimes we're just bad at being alone with God, just bad at it. And I can speak from experience. I could just be bad at just sitting alone with the Lord, with his with His. His, his, his scriptures and just wrestling through and getting and engaging with this. Check out this scripture. This is Jesus, Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. After he had dismissed the crowd, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. The Bible reminds us a couple times. He's by himself and he's alone. He did not have the internet. He did not have his iPhone on him. He wasn't checking sports scores. 
He was connecting with his father. Do you want to know what happens right after Jesus comes down from the mountain? Y'all want to know what happens? Matthew 14. He walks on water. I don't know if there's random chance on that or the coincidence of that, but I do know that I am more powerful after I've been with God than I am when I'm just hanging out by myself. Brock in and of himself is not impressive. Brock that's been hanging in the presence of Jesus is starting to get kind of good and maybe can start doing some supernatural stuff. But to assume that we're going to be a disciple that does not have discipline when it comes to being with Jesus, it's an asinine thought. Those dots do not connect. And so if we would call ourselves Christians or a disciple, we've got to be people that are intentional to be alone and wrestle through this thing with the Lord. Maybe it's because we do what we value most. Usually, we do what we value most. And so, perhaps, there is not a ton of value that we would have in the Bible. And so, I don't do the Bible. Probably because I don't necessarily value it enough. And you would push back and say, no, I mean, the Bible, I mean, that's the, that's, that, the word of God is eternal. Like, that's the one thing. Like, yes, it is the Bible. Of course I love the Bible. Yeah, don't, don't say I don't love the Bible. Okay, show me your time, and I'll show you what you value. Usually, show me where you spend your money, and we'll show you what, what you value. The Bible says where your, where, you, where your money is, that's where your heart is. And also where your time is, that's where your heart is. And your heart really is engaged in a lot of other things. And I would just want to increase the level of value for the Word of God. Hebrews 4 4.12 says this, For the word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Last night, hanging out with Dustin and Missy, and Dustin says, I'm listening to the Bible on my way to work and on my way home from work. And he goes, and now I'm through Genesis, Exodus, and into Leviticus. Leviticus is weird. I'm like, I know, man, just hang with me. Like, it'll, it'll, Jesus is coming, okay? Um, But as he's like going back, he's like, you know, this thing happened with Abraham, and then he changed the name to Abram, to to Abraham, and to uh, Sarah, to Sarah. And he's like, he's like, engage the conversation, goes different places. Where your mind is, it's what you want to talk about, it's what you want to be about, it's what you dwell and think upon. And he's changing the audio in his life is not just listening to music or just listening to silence. It's having the word of God wash over his brain, over his mind. He wants to be entranced and his thoughts would be ever-changing. People, I don't care if we read it, listen to it, have someone else read it to it. I'm not trying to romance the, romanticize the platform of how we have Bible intake and content. Get it in you however you can. The goal is to become more like Jesus, right? That's the ultimate goal. And if it's listening to it, then listen to it. Man, I'm not a good reader, then listen to it. Have someone else read it to you. And have your kids read it to something, but engage with the scriptures. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is the lamp to guide my feet. It's the light for my path. And to assume that we don't need light, especially the word of God, is the chief of foolishness. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing the word of God. 
How about this? You were going through these situations in life, and it's like, man, my, my faith is just getting, uh, is, is crumbling, and I'm having hardships, and time and time after again, and I'm just, my faith is getting sabotaged. I would just tell you this. Faith comes from a place. It comes from the Word of God and hearing the Word of God. And so you might just say, man, I'm just starving for it. Then get into the Bible. If we're, if we're wrestling through those hardships and, and that pessimistic, sadistic kind of hard thinking all the time is washing over our brains, I would tell you, change the audio, audit the audio, and we've got to get the Word of God washing over our minds again. I was just reading uh, the story of David and Goliath, and David basically has this attitude. He knows, he says, I know that God has done it before, how he saved me from the lion and from the bear. So I know that God will be faithful and save me from this uncircumcised Philistine. <laughs> Guys, if we know our Bible, we know that he's done this before. We know that he's done this in the past. Because I know that he's been faithful before. I know that he can do it again. And so my faith stays up because I got the word of God coming inside of me. Man, I know what he did with Elijah. And I know what he did with Elisha. And I know what he did in the lives of the disciples. And I'm, I just know this. And I'm believing it. And it's like fuel on the fire. It's, it's like jet fuel in my spirit. When I know the word, we live differently. God forbid that we would be a church that does not read our Bible, but that we're disciplined in hanging in these scriptures. Ephesians 6, 16, 16 through 17. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's how we, it's how we battle. It's how we fight. It's how we engage every piece of our life. 1 Timothy 4, 7, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. I've never known a man or a woman who has ever become spiritually mature without discipline. And I've never met a man or a woman who has ever done something great without being disciplined in that task. People, we want to be great when it comes to knowing Jesus. We want to be great when it comes to living like Jesus. And to never engage the scriptures and to assume we're going to become more like him is foolishness. Let's not live foolish. Let's live wise. And a wise man or woman, child, student, whoever you are, is one that says this is where wisdom lies. In just a moment, we're going to read the entire chapter of Proverbs 3 together. And we're going to allow that to wash over our brains and our thinking to where we're going to see, man, this is where wisdom lies, where I can engage it. Discipline is not an option for those who claim to be disciples. This is an optional. This is our character. Last point here, we need to identify the enemy. In America, we say this, we do not negotiate with terrorists. You ever heard that? I love that statement. I, you just feel bad, like a bad dude, even just saying it. Go ahead. You all want to say it? We do not negotiate with terrorists. Oh, I love that stuff, man. Did, did you feel like some tiger blood pumping in your spirit for a minute? You feel like, man, we, we're not negotiating with this thing. And when we can identify the enemy, I don't negotiate with it. The enemy is distraction. The enemy is busyness. The enemy sometimes is my phone. It's, it's the internet. 
It's the lack of, of managing time well. And what I do many times is I, is I snuggle up with the enemy, and I want my phone. And I'll, I'll say, I just, I just want to look at something real quick. I just want to... It's like, it's like going without sugar for a week. You start twitching. That's what it's like not having the internet. So it's like not having your Instagram or whatever or, or your quick app for your news or whatever and realizing it is the enemy that's, that's causing distraction and I've got to, to treat it as the enemy. I've got to treat it as such and not act like it's the ally. The ally for me is, is, is getting up early. Maybe for you it's staying up late. It's that silence and solitude. It's getting all the, the distractions away but not partnering with the enemy but to, to figure out what my allies are and not negotiating with the enemy. I'm not negotiating with my phone. Okay, just five minutes. No, 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 you don't get five minutes. You get jail. You're going, in, you're going into jail and you're locked up and realizing that we can't continue to get hijacked by this. You can tell an out-of-shape basketball player very quickly. First, they look like me. Second, they get exposed quickly by pace. By the speed and the pace of the game, they do not have the stamina to hang. You can tell an out-of-shape disciple or Christian when the pace of life begins to increase and the heat and the speed of the game of life is increasing and we don't have peace, we don't have joy, we don't have understanding and right thinking to where we're thinking with the mind of God, and you get exposed quickly. And I'll just tell you, to be called a disciple, a disciplined basketball player that's out of shape is an oxymoron. To say that I'm a, I'm a disciple of Christ but not disciplined with the word of God, it's an oxymoron. So church, I'm just inviting us into deeper. Come on, let's be people of the word. Let's, let's say no to, to, to hell with the enemy. And all of those things that, that are going to be distracting me and hijacking my relationship, send them back to hell where they came from and say, Jesus, i got to engage and i got to encounter. i got to fight for this time to be a person of the word. Donald Whitney says this, So many professing disciples that are so undisciplined that they seemed to have no fruit or power in their lives. Donald S. Whitney. I want to have a fruitful life. Come on, don't you? And I want to have a power life. And to assume that we're going to have a power disconnected from the power source is asinine. And so where can we get to where it's not just discipline of strumming that guitar like Kevin, but we move from discipline to delight. It's no longer a grind, but it's something that I love. Oh, how I love the scriptures. Oh, God, how I delight in your word. Lord, how I love your wisdom more than choice, rubies, gold, diamond, or silver. God, how I love to be in your presence, and you fill me. Like this worship set this morning, are you kidding me? Like that was so rich and so good. Oh, I just want to hang in your presence where I take joy and delight in you. Or how about like King David where he says, my, my, the one thing that I desire the one thing that I seek, that I would come before the Lord and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, that I would dwell in his house all the days of my life to where there's now a joy in the job. There's now a, a delight in the discipline of that. 
I want to read with you Proverbs chapter 3. And if you want to grab your Bible, you can join me. If you want to grab the Bible in the seat back, you can join me. If you just want to listen to these scriptures. But I love Proverbs. This is the way that we think and we operate right here. And so, something that I would do is maybe just grab my Bible, have a seat, and just start reading some scriptures. There's 35 verses here, and we're going to do all of them. Listen to this. This is his word to you and to me. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments, for they will provide a long and a full life and well-being for you. Do not let mercy and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and with people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will bring healing to your body and refreshment to your inner life. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled completely and your vats will overflow with a new wine. My child, do not despise discipline from the Lord and do not loathe his rebuke. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, just as a father disciplines the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the one who has found wisdom and the one who obtains understanding. For her benefit is more profitable than silver and her gain is better than gold. She is more precious than rubies and none of the things you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are very pleasant, and all her paths are peaceful. She is like a tree of life to those who grasp onto her, and everyone who takes hold of her will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the foundations of the earth. He established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the sea was broken up so that the clouds drip down dew. My child, do not let them escape from your sight. Safeguard sound wisdom and discretion so they will become life to your soul and grace around your neck. Then you will walk on your way with security and you will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be filled with fear. When you lie down, your sleep Will be pleasant. Do not be afraid of sudden disaster or when destruction overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be the source of your confidence. He will guard your foot from being caught in the trap. Do not withhold good from those who need it when you have the ability to help. Do not say to your neighbor, Go, return tomorrow, and I will give it, when you have it with you at that time. Do not plot evil against your neighbor when he dwells by you unsuspectedly. 
Do not accuse anyone without legitimate cause if he has not treated you wrongly. Do not envy a violent man and do not choose any of his ways. For one who goes astray is an abomination to the Lord, but he reveals his intimate counsel to the upright. The Lord's curse is on the household of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. With arrogant scoffers, he is scornful. Yet he shows favor to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but he holds fools up to public content. That is the word of the Lord. And people, we can do this. And I'll tell you, a small investment in taking time with the word of God will reap massive blessing and benefit in your life. Let's be a people that love the Word of God. Would you all just stand with me as we close in prayer? Mm. Jesus, I pray that we would be like this Kevin who's kind of grinding out this guitar. Lord, I pray that we would be those that just start to grind it out in the Scriptures. And as we do, Lord, I pray that you would turn that delight, that that discipline into delight. Lord, that that we would see that discipline would bring freedom. Lord, I pray that a church would live free, that would live fruitful and powerful as we engage your holy scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.